6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Okay, friends, think back to when maybe you were a little younger and uh, you went to the fair. You went to K-Days. You went to Capital X. You went to Klondike Days. You went to the Edmonton Exhibition. Or maybe it was just in a different city. Maybe it was here in Edmonton. What did you love most about it? Was it the rides? Was it the food? Was it just walking around, hearing that music, smelling the popcorn and the peanuts, and hearing the screams of the kids? Did you have a favorite ride? I always did. I loved the zipper. I always thought that was a ton of fun. I like roller coasters as well. Bit of a thrill seeker. Uh, The Snowball Express, always one of my favorites as well. Do you want to go faster? Remember that? Now, I haven't been to uh, K-Days here for a very long time. Um, just uh, scheduling hasn't allowed for it, but did spend time here at it years ago. I'm thinking about taking my grandson this year. But we've been talking about that exhibition for a long time. We talked about it when uh, back in 2006, the name was changed from Klondike Days to Capital X. That only lasted six years. In 2012, uh, Capital X was retired. K-Days was uh, the name to be used. And now we're looking at how to make it better. This despite the fact that attendance has been really quite good over the past number of years when we were having it prior to COVID. But Explore Edmonton has taken over one of Edmonton's biggest summer festivals still trying to maybe find its identity a little bit. Um, So this is where Explore Edmonton has stepped in. It um, is looking to revitalize it. It wants you to weigh in. Arlinda Gomes is the VP of Business Development and Venues with Explore Edmonton. Arlinda, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What's your favorite ride (laughs) when you're at the fair? You know, when you were talking about the Polar Express yes. and the zipper, it brought up back a ton of memories because I was thinking to myself, I actually experienced K-Days uh, with each iteration that you talked about. Um, so I've been at the event and certainly as a child, been there as a young adult, uh, teenager, um, and as a parent, and hopefully at some point as a grandparent. But uh, I think it offers, uh, well, the event has, has offered Edmontonians an opportunity to create really great memories and i think sometimes we 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 appreciate those memories and we want to share them with others and i think has people coming back and so uh, so thank you for allowing me to relive that as you were talking. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Orlando, and, and, you, and you nailed it, right? When you're a little, little kid, maybe it's the first time on the Ferris wheel or in the teacup or watching mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the fast, uh, the amazing dogs doing their thing to, you know, maybe going into teenage years, you're in high school, maybe you have a first date, but you're going with friends. Then as an adult, it's all a different experience depending on your age. And so I think that um, festival or exhibition organizers have a bit of work to do because it really is we talk about all ages it really is all ages and making it appealing for all ages is a big job so tell me what explore edmonton is trying to take on right now when we talk about revitalizing this what does that look like what does that mean 
Well, I think for us, uh, as this as we started to take this on, we w- it wanted to take the opportunity to think about the fair uh, over the next 10 years and what could it evolve to. I think part of this process is just pulling, I mean, our city has changed, continues to change. Um, the population size continues to grow. I think the makeup of our city, uh, where people are coming from all over Canada, all over the world, um, so with that change, we felt this is a really good opportunity for us to just seek some broad uh, input from uh, Edmontonians, and not only through a survey uh, that we recently launched, but also through some very specific uh, stakeholder uh, groups and, and co-creation sessions where we're going to invite people into a, uh, a participate with us uh, on a journey of, if you haven't been to the event, what would an event like that be for you if if you were interested in it what would it what would it need to change uh, to be and if you have been at the event what kind of things do you see it uh, offering five and ten years from now and so i think we're just trying to pull out as much uh, from edmontonians as we can to help inform that plan and then um, events can't change overnight but i think we can evolve over the next few years and look at introducing new programming perhaps target new investments but you talked earlier about how this is uh, so different for every person. Yeah, everyone experiences it differently, and you're right. That is, I think, a challenge for uh, every event producer is you know making sure that we are uh, evolving and changing, but at the same time trying to be really uh, offer as much as we can for uh, all those different age groups and are demographics. Like, are, are we talking about the possibility of changing the name again at this point? The, you know what, the name change is not the purpose of the work that we're doing. I think, uh, you know, that's been a conversation that's been had certainly in the city for a number of times. I think we're, we really want to look into the future and, and really want to uh, engage Edmontonians to help uh, us build that vision. And then we can then hopefully take some of that uh, that input and start to actually develop some action plans and targeted approaches to programming that'll help, uh, I think, get us there and just continue, have this event continue to be part of our memories and Edmontonians' memories. Well, and it's, it's, it's fascinating, Arlindo, because, you know, we're talking about this and, you know, tip of the hat for always wanting to improve, right? I think that's important mm-hmm. no matter where where you're working. If you're working in radio, you're you're putting on an exhibition, you're working in an office, you always look ways look for ways to improve and make sure that you get the stakeholders, the people who are going to weigh in on that. But it's, it's fascinating when you look at the numbers over, you know, from 2014 to 2018, you know, you're running anywhere between... Uh, 750,000 people, almost up to 900,000, well, 820,000, let's put it that way. There's still good turnouts, despite the fact that some people are like, ah, turn it back to clonic days, or ah, I don't like K-days. They still are going to it. Yeah, I I think that's really interesting because it's the largest event in Edmonton, and Mm. certainly I know that not everyone goes to the event, but uh, there are many people that do, and the many people that enjoy it, so I think we just want to continue to make sure it's fun that people continue to uh, attend it that it's part of their uh, building those special memories um, and have it continue to be relevant to our city so I think you know you're right there sometimes we're our our own worst (laughs) critics um, and we don't always take time to just celebrate uh, sometimes when we do have you know Edmonton is full of great events that's the other piece is you know our summer it has K-Days for sure but there's so many other great events like Carriage's Days and Taste of Edmonton and Folk Fest so I think we just have in Edmonton such a rich variety and I think as K-Days offers all of these different um, experiences so do 
all the other festivals in yeah. this city. So there's just so much for Edmonton. I, I think uh, I feel lucky that we're in a city that has this much diversity when it comes to our summer uh, activities and events. I'm putting you on the spot here because I, mm-hmm. I forgot to look this up. Uh, forgive me. When is when is the event this year? July 22nd, it start, kicks off to the 31st. Awesome, to the 31st. Yeah. Okay, and, you know, the first one back after a couple of years being away because of because of COVID, so I suspect you'll get a lot of folks out again this year. Erlinda, before I let you go, if people want to take that survey, if they want to get involved more with this, how do they do that? Oh, really easy. Just go to exploreedmonton.com website. It's also easy to search uh, K-Day's feedback. It'll bring up uh, a lot of different options. So basically, this is an online survey and feedback tool. uh, And it's really 10 really simple questions that we're asking and just hoping for some rich uh, feedback from Edmontonians and and encouraging them all to participate. Sounds great. Uh, Looking forward to seeing how this continues to evolve in the years to come. Arlindo, thanks for your time this afternoon. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Arlinda Gomes from uh, Explore Edmonton checking in this afternoon. Someone says, hey, you know what? It was good the way it was. Now it's been wrecked. Now they want to reinvent it. Okay. Um, Lauren says, before Klondike days, it was the Edmonton exhibition. Yeah, I mentioned that. Rides like the Tilt-A-Whirl, Mouse, Double Ferris Wheel, Gravity Wheel, and other rides I just loved. I'm too old now. I could never handle the rides. This one says, it was fun when I was a kid, but when I got older, it seemed all I did was stand in line, then give out all your money. And then all your money is gone. Get the heck out of there so the next guy can give away his money. Yeah, I think pricing is always uh, pricing is always an issue. Pricing is always a thing, right? Yeah. Haas says, memories, yes, I have memories of wasting money on utterly unnecessary stuff. It was fond memories indeed.